Can Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Doc Rivers exercise their playoff demons and get a big win? What will they have to do to get past the first round? We'll talk about that and more on today. Welcome into the Lockdown NBA preview. I'm Nick Engstead of Lockdown NBA, joined by Devon Givens of Lockdown Sixers to give you everything you need to know about the Philadelphia 76ers going into the postseason. Devon, let's start here. Outside of maybe the MVP talk, let's talk about just on-court. What's the biggest on-court story for the Sixers this year? I really think it, it has been the James Harden part of it where he became, again, an all-NBA-level type of player for the 50-plus games that he did play. Uh, I understand that due to the fact that he missed those games, you know, a lot of questions still there for him and some really some games that were really highlighted of some poor performances overall, high turnover games, et cetera, maybe some poor shooting nights. But for the most part, we're talking about 21 and 10 on average all season long and really adjusting this game from what we were all accustomed to seeing in Houston and leading a league in, in the assist category at the end of the year at 10.7. So I think that's a big part of it. He played in some really big games, hit some big shots, not just the passing. That stuff became easy uh, as we watched him throughout the season, especially especially easy when you have someone you can run the pick and roll with the way that he and Joel Embiid uh, do. But you're also talking about Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris having to hit shots when James Harden finds them behind the three-point line. George Niang, players like that off the bench as well. And let's not forget P.J. Tucker when he's knocking his down. Those are also the assist totals there. But I really believe it has been the James Harden piece, and that's going to probably be the X factor for the postseason outside of Joel Embiid. There are people like me on national shows like Lockdown NBA and others that look at the past playoff failures of James Harden, even Doc Rivers with you know some of the teams that he's coached that have been up in series. And then Joel Embiid hasn't been to – conference finals yet uh do you look at any of that and say that they have to that they have things to prove at this point or do you think that this is a new team this is you know they they've just we've just now seen this iteration of this team and uh they have a blank slate well for me uh, i always look at things as a as a new season the history is what the history is and when it comes to the joel Embiid era and the sick now the sixth consecutive year in the postseason the playoff exits that they've had, all of them in the five years, four out of five are in the second round. That can't be ignored. However, to your point, there have been teams that have been uh, different teams that we've seen, the different iterations that you talk about. In 2021, when we look at the Ben Simmons team, when they were the number one seed and hosting the Atlanta Hawks, that was the year they were supposed to get there. Uh, two years before that, in 19. Before the pandemic and all, when Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick were a part of the team with Tobias Harris, Simmons and Embiid in that starting five, they were top heavy in that one. Another team that was supposed to get there. So if you look at it, Nick, there have been teams that are different. The only constant here has been Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz. It, it's you know all what I'm saying? So, it's been all in shape. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and again, that's that's no knock on any. It's just to the point of. Now we're in year six, and this is another team again. Last season, we had the James Harden part of it. Uh, he had, what, 20 games during the regular, 20 plus games during the regular season. Tyrese Maxey was trying to figure it out. T Tobias Harris was trying to figure out his role now that James Harden had the ball so much, where he was the second option on, on offense for the 76ers. So 
no excuses because this is what it is. This is what you play for. This is this is what you play for to get to the NBA finals. And second round exits here or anywhere in any of these NBA cities are not acceptable. And that is the case here in Philadelphia. So we all realize it. The 50 plus wins are fantastic every season. That's a standard anymore for, again, a Joel Embiid led team. But now it is about, again, getting to the NBA finals. It's not going to be easy. Brooklyn is going to be tough. They have they have their house money right now they're playing with at this point. And they play a different style of basketball that could give Philadelphia some problems. And when you look at how they do things, this is going to be another challenge. But look, in the first round, they've been able to handle things. All, all, all of these other five years that they've been out there on the floor with Joel Embiid, they've been able to get past the first round. But a second round visit is just not acceptable anymore. They have to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. And for me, beyond, honestly. What is the playoff rotation for this team? Give me like the, the starting five and then the, the players you're gonna you expect to see off the bench, and then maybe a couple others that you think maybe on the bubble. Starting five is normal. Embiid, Harris, Tucker, Maxi, Harden. That's your five. That's not gonna change. Off the bench, your six man has been all season long, except for when he's had to start due to injury. DeAnthony Melton, you're looking at Jalen McDaniels because of his trade at the trade deadline from the Charlotte Hornets. That's seven. George Niang would be eight, I would presume. And then you would also look at Paul Reed, who has had some really good games behind Joel Embiid, really starting to find his way as the backup big man. He still drives you a little crazy from time to time. I like to call it the Paul Reed experience because sometimes he's moving so fast and he makes these mistakes. He thinks he should be doing one thing when he should be doing the other, which is keep it simple. And in this case, he has done really well over the last couple of weeks as the primary backup for Joel Embiid. So that's my nine right there. Uh, if we're talking the first round, when you get to the second round, as you know, oftentimes it does shrink. So I don't know what, what we're going to see against the Boston Celtics. Some players play better against the Celtics than others. Are we going to see Daniel House in a series where he may provide something as a wing defender over possibly George Niang, who... Uh, we might have some trouble defending some of those those players on the Boston Celtics side. First, they have to get past Brooklyn. Those are my nine. What are the biggest strengths and weaknesses of this team? Basically, how do they win games and how, how have they lost games this season? We know the big fella is how they win. The MVP candidate, probably the winner this year. And he is how they get it done. But when they play Nick the way that we've seen them play a handful of times, where they share the basketball, the execution is there. The ball is snapping around the perimeter, not just finding Embiid at the nail or finding Embiid somewhere at that mid-post area or even on the low block where everything runs through him. We know, as Doc Rivers said in the beginning at training camp, this is not a democracy, so we know where it goes. It goes <laughs> to Joel Embiid. But they have three 20-point scores with Harden and Maxi. Tobias Harris averaged 15, which is a dip from what he normally does, but he averaged 15 we know about P.J. Tucker and the things that he provides. We'll see if that does actually happen in the postseason. That's what he was brought here for. De'Anthony Melton, 10 points. You get the shooting from, from George Niang. When the ball is snapping around the perimeter and sharing, they are at their best. And that's when I look at them and I say that, hey, if you guys don't make these types of mistakes and you do these types of things, you can beat anybody. All season long, well, let's just say around that December 9th, 12 and 12 record when they've had arguably the best record in the NBA now since that time, you are just as good, if not the best in the NBA in terms of the record. 
when it comes to that. So you're top five all season long and you're top three in the NBA because you have a better record than the Denver Nuggets ended up with as a top seed in the Western Conference. So those are their strengths and their weakness is them getting in their own way, turning the ball over, things of that nature, taking some bad shots uh, from time to time. Uh, getting back on defense and transition is a problem for them, and that can hurt them. Guarding the three-point line at times where we see too many wing players and or guards going off because their perimeter defense is not good enough. A big part of that is, of course, Maxie and Harden not being Thibel or Simmons and, or even DeAnthony Melton on this team in that case where some issues – uh, really crop up there so i would say those are really some strengths and those few things are weaknesses that could hurt the sixers you gotta love the the twisting the knife of the reg of the regular season record there between the, the sixers and the nuggets i love i've loved i'm loving the rivalry between them and listen man i mean when you when you look at that and we dealt with this in 2000 2001 when the sixers played the lakers in the finals mm -hmm. larry brown decided to sit the guys at the final game of the regular season lakers won uh won the tiebreaker and when it came down to the finals, although the Sixers did win game one on the road in overtime, always, you know, a memorable win uh, here in the city. You if you get there, you will host game one. And if necessary, a game seven will be on your home floor. So they have a job to do to get through Brooklyn and, and Boston and Milwaukee. However, if you do get there, that's not nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? To host home, have home court advantage in the NBA finals. Should they get there? That's a long road away, but to your point, the twisting and the turns of the regular <laughs> season record between those two franchises, absolutely. Yep. The head coach of the Clippers will never forget that series. That's for sure. The uh, yeah. the FanDuel line for the Sixers to come out of the East is plus 500. It's behind the Bucks at plus uh, 110, plus the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics are second, plus 165. What are the expectations? No what are the expectations for this team from – Let's go three levels, the fans, the team itself, and then you. Do you expect them to, to come out of the East? Do fans expect them to come out of the East? And, and does the team? Uh, some fans are, uh, wow, some fans are more on the side of this team still cannot get it done. To your earlier question, Nick, the, the playoff past and how that hovers over what they want to look at from this basketball team. They still don't have this. They still don't have that. The depth isn't good enough. We can't bring anybody off the bench to give you 20 points, you know, just quickly whenever any of these other teams, Malcolm Brogdon, having someone like him, Bobby Portis with Milwaukee, et cetera. So those are the fans. But I think a majority now really feel like, and this was this has been a talk where they had uh, the road record that they had where they finished with 25 after their win against Brooklyn on Sunday. Then you look at the fact that all season long with their record on the road and, of course, the record at home, the schedule, pardon me, the record that I talked about since mid-December, where they have had the best record in the NBA. And fans have simply pointed out, okay, this one feels different. We all felt going in that they could do certain things against certain teams in the playoffs in the past. For whatever reason, this one feels different. So that's the fan perspective of it. Now, they're always afraid of certain things, and that is – that's a fan. That's what you're supposed to look at. You're supposed to respect your opponent, even if you feel you can beat them. So there's that little sense there. But again, it feels different for the team. They absolutely feel like they can advance past the second round and play with anybody out there on the floor. They split with Milwaukee. They lost three or four to the Boston Celtics. So that's a problem for the second round. And they're well aware that you're going to have to get through both teams. Doc Rivers talked about it all season that, look, man, you're going to have to go out there, roll the ball out and play. And you can only play who's in front of you. And if we play our game, 
we can compete and beat any of these other teams. So they absolutely feel they can advance. And for me, the one that scares me the most, no disrespect to Milwaukee, is the Boston Celtics. And that's round two. Should they get past Brooklyn because of the regular seasons that they they had, uh, they had, lost in three different ways, Nick. And I've said this on Locked On 76ers with Keith. I've said this on my radio show. I've said this in many different areas, places, because, I mean, the three games in which they lost, they lost them in all different ways, from the reserves beating them, from the starters beating them in game one, and then Jason Tatum doing Jason Tatum things to hit a game winner, 110-107, uh, in a close game in Philadelphia where the Sixers should have won that basketball game. So I, I look at them and I say that I expect them to get to the second round. Uh, NBA Finals is it for me because of, to your point earlier, of what has happened in the past, because there are so many question marks that can now pop up after this season, should they lose again in the second round? Will Doc Rivers be back? Joel Embiid, what are the questions there? James Harden, he'll opt out, he'll be a free agent. Is there a domino effect with P.J. Tucker because his relationship with James Harden, Tobias Harris, final year of his contract uh, next season, could he be on the move? So there are a lot of questions. And uh, right now I, I look at them and I say they can, compete with Boston can they beat them in the seven round seven seven game series I still have a little question there um so I'm kind of copping out on that one but it's NBA finals for me or, or or nothing else all those questions you just said will be answered on locked on Sixers go check it out with Devon and the great Keith Pompey as as mm-hmm. always so go get it on YouTube wherever you get your podcast thanks for hanging out with us on the locked on NBA playoff preview